thanks for joining me for episode one of Something About Everything. In this episode, I discuss the topic of do woodpeckers get headaches? There's an awkward cut around minute four, so please excuse me for that. And other than that, I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Something About Everything, a podcast where the information may not be relative, but at least you'll know something. Something About Everything exists for those who want a little info on just about any subject. This podcast is not focused on a particular category, but more so focused on going over the details and learning something about everything. This is a one-man show run by me, Andrew Lundy, and I share my thoughts with you on topics that range from government conspiracies to how basketball got its start. Thanks for joining, and I hope you're ready to learn something about everything. Welcome to episode two of... No, actually... Technically, this is episode one because we're counting zero index, like arrays. So episode one of something about everything. Uh, It's a good day here in Arizona. It's a Sunday evening. There's a super moon tonight, and I'm looking forward to going to see that. But uh, it's been an overall good day. And I've been been doing some research about this whole woodpeckers and headaches thing. So we're going to be discussing, do woodpeckers get headaches? Why? Why not? If not, what prevents it? If so, why do they? So doing some research, I found out that woodpeckers actually hit their head up to 20 times a second. And after watching videos, I was astonished because a lot of them were only hitting their head like... Once a second, it wasn't even, it wasn't multiple times, but the woodpeckers that I've seen in Missouri and what, and back east, they do go very fast, so 20 20 times a second is pretty intense, I can just, I can't even imagine just throwing my head back and forth 20 times a second, how much damage that would do to your brain, I would just feel rocked, I would feel concussed, I would feel not good at all. So these woodpeckers have a superpower, and we're going to get down to it and figure out what makes these birds so special. So for starters, again, these birds hit their heads up to 20 times. I almost said 12, but 20 times a day. And I read somewhere that the males will actually hit their heads up to 12,000 times a day. And I just realized that I said 20 times a day, but I meant 20 times a second. So... Just fact-checking myself there, but yes, 20 times a second, 12,000 times a day during mating season for the males, and these birds peck for a variety of different reasons, whether it's to create um, nest cavities so they can sleep and live, that's where they stay, or it's to dig up insects and or sap or create holes to store the food that they already have, like uh, the, acorn in, the acorn woodpecker creates these little holes literally just to store acorns. And there's an incident in California I read in this National Geographic article that talked about these woodpeckers who stashed 300 pounds of acorns into a wireless antenna, and it ended up taking out the nearby town's communication. So they really peck wherever they can, apparently. It's not just wood. So that's interesting. Um, These woodpeckers, 
they can take up to, I think it was 1,200 Gs, 1,200 to 1,500 G-force while pecking. So while they're going hard, while they're making their homes, while they're looking for food, that kind of stuff, they're going at a 12 to 1,500 G-force rate, while the average fighter pilot can only take about 8 or 9 G-forces. Um, so that's just a little bit perspective. Like, this is... This is insane. If a human was to have this capability of moving their head as fast as these birds do, they would die. But there are reasons that these woodpeckers don't die, and that's what we're going to get into. So, these woodpeckers have muscles, bones, and actually an extra eyelid to protect their small, little tiny bird brains while they are pecking away. Um, the extra eyelid is kind of a weird thing. I thought about it and I kind of overlooked it, but it actually helps to prevent retinal tears and, um, it helps prevent their eye from flying out of their socket when they are pecking. So kind of weird, but when they are, when they're pecking right before they hit the, the wood, the, the neck muscles tighten up in the woodpecker. And then the extra eyelid flips over its eyeball, and basically it gets ready for impact, and it absorbs the the impact of the wood. Um, so pretty interesting stuff, actually, when you look at it. If you want to see how the woodpecker's brain is placed in its head, you can just Google woodpecker brain, and it'll come up, and it's pretty interesting, actually. When you compare it to the human brain, because the human brain is not as tightly confined in the skull as the woodpecker brain is. So the woodpecker brain, it's very, very close to the inside of the skull and the, I guess, the inner lining of the skull, I guess is what you would call it. While the human brain, there's a, a line of liquid that kind of helps the brain stay in place and in contact. And really the only time that you can really get through that um, barrier and really do damage is high impact incidents for the human brain. So, cause it can kind of slosh around in, in your in your head and not like a penny in a, a bucket and of a water or something, but cause it's pretty confined still in itself, but it's less confined than the woodpecker's brain is. And plus the woodpecker's brain or the woodpecker's um, skull like the material it's made out of, so the bone is different than the humans, obviously a different species, hello, but it's actually one of the strongest skulls in the bird family, and it's made up of an immensely strong yet compressible bone that helps absorb the shock of the blow when the woodpecker is hitting a tree with its beak when it's doing its thing. The um, bone, it kind of, it just absorbs it. So what I think about, again, is almost a trampoline if it was uh, more firm and more bone-like, more uh, solid structure or material. It's, it, it, it's, it's hard, but it absorbs the impact of the blow at the same time, kind of spongy. Woodpeckers have very small brains at 0.07 ounces on average. So this compressible bone actually protects this brain and having a smaller brain for a woodpecker is actually better because it reduces the injuries that could potentially happen. And the brain actually sits at a, not an awkward angle, but an angle toward the back of its head which creates more of a surface area. So if you, if you think about the brain, think about the back of the brain, and think about um, what would look like a, like a sliced orange, so like half of an orange as you slice it. 
the flat part would be facing forward, so towards the woodpecker's beak, and the back part actually is kind of um, it's angled to where when the woodpecker is going and it's it's pecking, that brain can kind of just shift just a little a little bit um, into the little like pocket area, not really a pocket, but just kind of the little extra area in the the skull. Because, again, for the most part, these brains are very tightly compacted in these skulls. But at the back, there's a little area where basically the brain kind of just kind of goes backwards and then back forward when it, when it's, um, when the woodpecker's hitting, going back and forth. So this helps kind of cushion the, the blow on the brain while it is pecking the wood. Another thing I found out that um, protected the brains of these woodpeckers is that when the woodpecker actually hits the, the surface of whatever it's pecking, it doesn't hit that surface for very long. It's a very short contact period, and it really only touches the, the surface for a, one half to one millisecond at total. Now, to compare this to a human injury, most human injuries happen um, between 3 and 15 milliseconds of impact that is on the on the human brain or on the human that the skull so it takes about three to 15 milliseconds to cause a human head injury now these birds are only barely tapping this wood barely tapping whatever surface they are really getting into for one half to one millisecond so it's a very short time so this also helps protect their brain due to the fact that there's not as much force going into it. It's not sustaining that hit as long. So it doesn't throw the the head forward as much is what I perceive out of it. Um, I could be wrong. You can let me know if I'm wrong, but that is what I have, again, perceived out of looking into this. So the woodpecker and its ability to sustain these heavy hits and this heavy g-force well like i said 1200 1500 g-force the ability to sustain that and not get injuries um has actually inspired excuse me many sports to actually come up with better systems to reduce concussions and head injuries i don't know exactly which leagues um like in particular but according to the national geographic article that i did read and i will post these Sources below, if you want to read these articles for yourself, give them out, or give them a look for yourself, go for it. Uh, they're great articles, great writings, a lot of details, and all facts and whatnot go to those sources. I did not make these facts up by myself and, and actually go out and into the field and watch woodpeckers and study them. No, this is all facts I've taken from other sources, and I, again, am just sharing my thoughts, reflecting on them with you, the audience, of something about everything. So, it's inspired sports sports system, so that's pretty cool. I've actually had, was thinking of an idea, maybe something kind of like an Iron Man suit, almost, but not metal, and not, doesn't shoot rockets and machine guns and stuff, but... If there was something that would or could kind of maybe like Kevlar be formed around something for the military that could, could could deflect incoming bullets or shrapnel or something like that. You could use that uh, overseas. You could even use it for civilian things. I think that would be pretty cool. So uh, very inspiring things from the woodpecker. And out of all the research that I've done, it's come down to this. 
do they get headaches? Uh, it seems that they do not get headaches. It seems like they are pretty much not uh, immune to them, but built pretty pretty well prepared for that, basically. pretty They can withstand it to a very high ratio of the, especially with that, like I said, that G-force and how many times they hit it in a second. Um, they're built to withstand that, and it makes sense because that's what they do. They peck wood. They're woodpeckers. It all comes down to this, and this is a quote from Walter Koenig, who's an ornithologist at Cornell University. He says, if pecking caused pain and injury, presumably they wouldn't be around for very long. A hurt bird would likely succumb to predators. So basically he's saying if these birds doing what they did or doing what they do, if they were to be in pain, if they were to be injured, then they would eventually fall down the food chain because they couldn't they couldn't fly away they couldn't defend themselves in any way because they would be hurt all the time. You see these woodpeckers they're pecking all the time in the regions that they're in of course. There's holes like everywhere in trees when you go to the forest. So there's no resting for these animals. So if they were to be hurt, if they were to have headaches, He's basically saying that they would not be around for very long because they would not be able to sustain themselves. So, is this a complete answer to do woodpeckers get headaches? Um, I would say yes because his the answer makes sense. The, the backing up of how the brain is p- protected... It all kind of lines up, and it all kind of comes around to the fact that they're built well. The brain is built perfectly in this little tiny spongy uh, skull, and it all works together in perfect unison to protect this little brain. So I would say that woodpeckers do not get headaches. Um, You can send in your personal opinions to andrew at andrewlundy.co with the subject line, do woodpeckers get headaches? Um, Go ahead and share your thoughts with the audience, and you can comment actually below too if you want to. But go ahead and send those emails in, and uh, I will review them next time actually, just to kind of see what you think, especially with the information I found. And like I said, if you want to read those articles, I will post those links below. And I'd love to hear your feedback on that, so uh, we look forward to your email. I'd like to end the show with a random question that I just find online throughout the week. And this this week's random question is, where is the worst smelling place you've been? And if you are an Arizona native or if you live in Arizona, you might know this place. Over Deer Valley, where AMC 30 is, on the... Let's see northwest side of that amc building where all the food and stuff is at there's a pizza place at the very end and the parking lot smells like death like straight up it's the nastiest smell i've ever smelled in my entire life and it just is right by a movie theater it smelled like that for years i don't know why i don't know how the city is built and why it has to stink over there so much but that is literally the worst smelling place that i've ever been if you'd like, you can email me the worst smelling place that you've been with the subject line, a worst smelling place that I've been. And if you do end up emailing, I will probably read them on the show. So provide some description so we can kind of give the audience 
a mental picture of what you experience in this terrible smelling place. Again, this has been Something About Everything with Andrew Lundy. I hope you had a great time on today's episode. I hope that you will join us next month for another episode. Uh, Keep a lookout for next month's topic on social media. You can follow me at Andrew Lundy on Twitter. You can search for me on Facebook, Andrew Lundy, or you can follow me on Instagram, again, at Andrew Lundy. Again, thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you next time on Something About Everything, where the information might not be relative, but at least you'll know something.